This is the Alternative Edge, home of KBVU Podcasts. Welcome back to Football Unfocused, of course, everyone's favorite podcast. As usual, I'm your host, Austin West, joined by my co-host, Lavelle Harris. Lavelle, say hello. Hello. Back again. Another week. Another great week of football. It was just amazing. As always. And it's weird recording this when there's daylight outside because we're <laughs> actually really early. So it's uh, 3.15 almost Iowa time, so a little after 1. Yeah. You, right? Yep, yep. This is really early for us. We're usually yeah. recording this at like 7 and 5, my time, your time, respectively. So it's weird. It's weird. There's daylight outside and we're recording the podcast. This is, it's new for us. This is new, guys. I don't. Yeah, yeah. It's nice, though. It's nice. It is. It doesn't happen often, but it is nice to see. Um, but, of course, as always, we start with our wonderful NFL scores. And Lavelle was already talking about how good his Chargers are doing. They got flexed to Sunday Night Football. Uh, yeah. Next week, not this coming week, the week after against the Dolphins. Hopefully, that's that should be a good game. I think. It'll be yeah, I think game. it'll be a good game. Justin versus Tua should be a great game. Manuel yeah. Acho, his career's relies on it, I guess. So, yeah, hopefully, the Chargers win. In. Hopefully, the Chargers win and Enzo. Yeah, how do you feel about his comments lately? He's so, about the social media quarterback. Yeah, that is. Uh, I don't know, bro. It's just thing like he don't even be tweeting his throws. Like you could say like social media, but. Hey, he did last last game, crazy drive to win the game. Hey, we'll get to there. We'll get to that. We'll get to that. We'll get to that. So, Manny Ocho, I don't like him. A lot of Chargers fans don't like him. It's just, yeah. it's just how it is. Yeah, but I mean, one of the things, too, is I mean, they've both been playing well. They play yeah. well. Is the thing like, but the you thing can't is, knock either of them for that. Yeah, but two was throwing or two was throwing to Tyree Kill, Jalen Waddle, wow. Herbert was throwing to Michael Brandy and Joshua Josh Palmer, Palmer and, and DeAndre Carter and Austin Eckler. That's really and Austin Eckler, yeah, yeah. It's really like it's two different. Like you have two elite receivers and two, right. and then like to compare to like average good receivers like NFL. Right. Good, they're they're NFL good, but they're not elite like Tyreek or Jalen. I'm just saying, right? Like, yeah. just saying. I got you. And then our run game hasn't been as strong as the Dolphins. Jeff Wilson Jr. has been looking great. Raheem Mostert looking yep. good. Hey, it's just how it is. Off- <laughs> like their offense is flowing better, I think. It is. Yeah, I like how we're talking about it like two weeks from now as well. This yeah. isn't even like, a clo- ne- like last week, ne- this week. It's next week. Yeah, um, like Chargers so, have to do a lot. Since we already talked about the Chargers, talk about their game against the Cardinals this week. Well, obviously it was a close one, 25-24. Yes, close game. Chargers literally looked awful first quarter. They were up 7-0. At a point they were up. They were up 17-14 charges in the second quarter. Finally starting to get some offense going. They were up at halftime 17-14. It was just at the halftime, it started to be a defensive game. Three points scored in the third was by the Chargers. And then ended up 8-7 by the Cardinals. And the Chargers had to go on a game-winning drive. Great game-winning drive, too. And then ended up going for two. Great. It was great. It was great. It was just amazing. Amazing ending to the game. It started off so bad, though. Like, Chargers have started off bad in every game they played. And I don't know how we win half of these games because we should, we, we should be down, like, 13-0. We'll be down 13-0, 7-0, 14-0, 10-0. And we somehow win. So, hey, Chargers looking good. The defense needs to figure out how to stop the run. That's it. James Conner had fumbled his first drive. Fumbled his first drive. After that, 
homie went off for 25 carries, 120 yards. Like, that's not counting Kyler, too. Seven carries, 56 yards, and a touchdown. But hey, it was just an all-around good game for the run game. But their passing game is kind of iffy. DeAndre did score. Great game. But, hey, Chargers passing game looked great. Justin threw for three touchdowns, 274 yards. We had no rushing game. We rushed for a total of 67 yards this game. And most of them went by Justin Herbert. Just saying, just saying. Yeah. But it was crazy. We had, what, three touchdowns, one to Keenan, one to Austin Eckler, one to DeAndre. Passing game looks good. It's just we get our running game going. We might be a scary team. We might be a scary team on offense. It's a big might. Uh, but before we move on from this game, I want to talk about, uh, I saw, of course, a wonderful stat today on Twitter, the great place mm-hmm. of football stats. Uh, the two games Joey Bosa played, uh, average. I seen that I one. Think it was the run, get, rushing yards given up, both under 100 rushing yards. Every game since then has been 100 plus. Um, so obviously. We could jump it. Maybe 120 plus. Yeah, yeah. Might be I, 120 plus per game because <laughs> seeing those numbers, it actually yeah. made me sick because they are some of the teams rushing for 200 yards. It was Honestly, like double, like, but yeah, I mean, granted, crazy. two games compared to like what eight. Yeah, I mean, it's it's hard to judge that. Um, obviously, off two games uh, at the beginning of this and season off just Joey Bosa because yeah. after that we're not we started getting more injuries. Related. We're getting more injuries on our D line and our D tackles. Like yeah. we lost what four D tackles, including Joey Bosa too. So it's it's not an excuse though. No. We signed we signed the people that are still playing right now that should be able to stop the run. We're, not, we're, saying just not, stopping it. we're, we're just, just saying not it's stopping it. We're just saying it's interesting. <laughs> yes. But Derwin had himself a game. I still had to say that. Derwin, he had yep. a fumble, yep. and he had a pick, and made every tackle. Literally. It's literally how it is. Hey, there we great go. game. Double Chargers. Let's go. All right. We'll talk about some of these Thanksgiving games first. Because obviously last yes. week was Thanksgiving. Huge. So I, thankful for all these games that we got that day. Yes. These games were fantastic. Great. It was great. Bills great narrowly defeat the Lions 28-25. to Who would have thought we would be saying that? Um, as the Lions started to crawl back a little bit in the fourth quarter. Um, Jamal Williams is that guy. I don't know what what they have against DeAndre Swift uh, over there in Detroit, but Jamal Williams is is the guy. I don't know if he's if it's still dealing with injuries or what, uh, but Jamal Williams leading the entire NFL in touchdowns. And obviously we, th- we expect a little more from the Bills. Um, obviously – giving up 25 to the Lions with Matt Milano being back for this game as well. Um, I mean, we, we really thought their defense would be a lot better with him, and it, it just really wasn't what we expected um, with him just, being back as well as uh, Jordan Phillips being back as well. So Not Jordan Phillips. The safety. Uh, never mind. Maybe Jordan Poyer. Jordan Poyer. There he is. Who, who led the team in tackles, by the way. Yeah. Uh, so – Having those two back together, it was huge for them. But, again, still giving up a lot. I don't know if it's the Lions it's figuring the Lions. something out or the, the Bills or, or the Bills are, like, falling off. It's I don't know which it is. I think it's, it's hard a little, to say. A little both, but the Lions are really looking good. They're getting Amon Ra in really, They're like, in the ball. game a lot. Like, nine receptions, 122 yards. And the touchdown, you're looking more like a Justin Jefferson than me. Yeah, and I believe – this season, Amon Ross St. Brown has not had less than six receptions. Uh, or maybe it was targets. Maybe it was targets. Maybe less than six or seven targets. Like, it's mm-hmm. been 10, 9, 10, 8, 9, 7, 8, 
10 kind of stuff like that. So it's been, yeah. it's been way up there. He's getting the targets. Yeah. Uh, so obviously it shows how much uh, they want to use him in that offense. But yeah. again, the running backs are what intrigue me here uh, to watch for the rest of the season. Uh, DeAndre Swift and Jamal Williams, because Jamal Williams is a free agent this year. Mm-hmm. Uh, so something, something to look for. Um, speaking of free agent running backs, both the running backs for the Cowboys, I believe will be free agents uh, this off season, Ezekiel Elliott and Tony Pollard. As they took on the Giants, twenty-eight to twenty, this game is was not as close as this score showed. Really, yeah. uh, the Cowboys were kind of doing whatever they want. They were just really unable to get in the end zone. Like they were driving up and down the field. It felt like, yeah, they had one hundred and thirty t- more total yards uh, than the Giants in this game. The Giants picked it up a little bit more in the back half. Uh, Daniel Jones gets his passing touchdown. Uh, has a couple of rushing yards. Saquon gets his rushing touchdown. And, I mean, this is the passing game people were worried about coming into this game. Uh, 261 passing, 210 passing yards for New York, only 90 rushing yards. So they really had to rely on that passing game. Obviously, with a lot of wide receivers down. It was interesting to see. But, I mean, they did all right for themselves. They did yeah. all right. The Giants yeah. hung in there. Uh even though during the game it looked like they were just had no chance, didn't want to be there, uh, type deal. So yeah, good Divisional win matchup. for the Cowboys. Yeah, in the division as well. It's gonna be a uh, tough game, but like, still, Cowboys looked the better team. They were yeah, the better team by far. Yeah, they looked a yeah. lot better. Um, finally, Thanksgiving night, Kirk Cousins in prime time leads the Vikings to a win over Bill Belichick's Patriots, thirty-three to twenty-six. Now, Lavelle, was the Hunter Henry ca- uh, incomplete catch? Should it have been a catch and a touchdown? I think I mean, it should have been a, I think it should have been a catch and a touchdown. You do or you don't? I do. You do? Okay. I want to like, I, I like to hear this. How do you call Des Bryant's catch, after all these years, a catch? But that's not a catch when he clearly has his hand on the ball. It's clearly down. And he's clearly, literally, I think he caught the ball, like, I don't. I don't get the catching rules this year. I swear they just be guessing at times, and then whoever they want to win the game, they'd be like, "Okay, it's a catch, not a catch." So I don't know. No. Refs have no. refs have too much control over the game. I feel like this. Oh, you brought up a good point. I was going to talk about because because that. that's like that's a big like that that touchdown literally helps them in this whole game. They don't take a field goal where they're supposed to score. And, now I will say though, I think it depends on what angle you looked at it. You got the side angle, like the pylon angle. It looks like his hands underneath the ball, but then you go from the end zone view, the back of the end zone view, and you look at it. It looks like the ball's in the dirt. Mm-hmm. So I think, and then plus when he comes up, he bobbles it uh, after he's down and stuff. He's bobbling on his chest, doesn't have control, so that comes into question as well. Yeah. So I think. Because did they call it on the field a touchdown? I don't remember. I had missed my – of course, my stream had cut out on this point, so I didn't (laughs) see this myself. I I I don't know if they called it a touchdown, but usually they call it a touchdown so they can review it. Yeah, that's what I thought. Like they called it and then overturned it. Yeah, that's Um, what I'm thinking. Because I really – I was – I had to leave my – the house I was at. Yeah. So – because right, I would have been surprised. I wouldn't have been surprised if they ruled it incomplete. Belichick uh, challenges, and they say uh, call is call stands not confirmed. It stands, 
um, because they don't have enough information to overturn it. That wouldn't surprise me whatsoever. It's like, okay, yeah, I understand there's not enough to overturn. Um, But when it comes to if they call it a touchdown and they overturn it, I think that comes down to what camera angle they're really looking at and deciding. Like, I think think this camera angle tells us what we need to know and doesn't give us the – doesn't play any eye tricks on us kind of thing. Um, So – I mean, I saw everybody Patriots Twitter, like someone summed up really nicely. One tweet, they said Patriots Twitter will tweet this photo. And it's the side view where you can clearly see his fingers underneath the back end of the football. And then Vikings Twitter will tweet this picture. And it's the back of the end zone one where the point of the foot, the front point of the football is laying in the turf as he's in. It's the same picture, just a different angle. And it's like, yeah, people are going to use whatever image they can to push whatever they think happens. So I think it, it came down to angles on that one, but it, it's an interesting one to call up. And you brought up a good question. So obviously the World Cup is going on. You know this, right, Lavelle? You know the World Cup is happening. Yep, yep, yep. Shout USA. out USA, making USA. it round USA. to 16. USA. Let's go. Exactly. <laughs> and I've, I've discovered this is very cool to me. They literally have the technology to know when a player is offsides. Do you yes. know what an offsides in soccer is? Yes, Lavelle? yes, yes. Okay. Because they be calling it on me in FIFA all the time when I'm not offsides, and I swear I'm not. Like I, I play a lot of soccer. I used I don't I didn't play like you know, on a team, but I played in elementary school. A lot of elementary school, we play like a little soccer tournament. I was a, I was a striker. You know me, I'm a forward. Just crazy, crazy okay, good okay. shooter always. <laughs> of, course, of, course, of course, of course, of course. Let's go. Yeah, for those yeah. that don't know, offsides is yeah. getting past the back opposing player before the ball gets there, I think is the exact way of phrasing it. Yeah. Pretty sure. Yes. No, and before they, the ball like crosses, crosses like, them. Yeah. Crosses like a certain, yeah. Crosses a certain, the defense. So you're yeah. past the defense before the ball crosses defense. Like, yeah. Yeah. And they have the technology to literally pull up a rendering and drive a straight line through the ball horizontally along the field and be like, all right, here's the defense. Here's the offense. Is he passed? Is he not? But yet we have 70-year-old guys eyeballing if someone has a first down or not. Yeah, it's kind of... So I, w- I wanted to bring that point up. Like, how do we, as one of the biggest sports in the world... Well, I shouldn't say in the world. Definitely in America. One of the biggest sports in America that really needs to have this kind of technology. While everyone else is like, oh yeah, we've got we have to charge the soccer balls so we have this technology. Like they literally have to charge the soccer balls before the match so mm-hmm. that they have this technology. I saw a picture of it today, like That's two crazy. soccer balls plugged into an outlet. And then they just have all this technology to be able to tell these things. But yet we're just still eyeballing one of our most lucrative sports in America that makes the most money. Probably. I don't know if it actually does. I'm assuming it does. I'm I'm making a guess, so um, don't take my word on this. No, NBA Base- might be up and might baseball, make more. Baseball and NBA definitely are. You think they there. make more money than NFL? Then, like, are you talking about the players themselves or like the in general the the business? The business, ooh, uh, the organization wise. Either way, yeah, either way, they know. make a lot of money. And we don't have it that we can be like, oh, yeah, we'll put a little chip in the ball. And it's like if it's past this yard line, we'll be able to pull it up digitally and we won't have to eyeball it. Yeah, Eyeball a spot. Um, But, no, we don't have that. So 
it was just something I wanted to bring up and kind of get your take on it. I know I'm kind of rambling on it, but I kind of wanted to hear what you had to say about this. Yeah, it sounds like a good idea. Like, um, World Cup, hey, soccer's ahead of the time, I guess, because, like, that's just next level. I didn't even know they had to charge the soccer balls, but, yeah, I think it's just... I, I hope it wasn't a fake photo. Like, <laughs> I, I literally saw it was a cord plugged into a soccer ball, and it seemed like a reputable tweet. So, yeah. I, but you know how social media is, I guess. <laughs> oh, I hope the NFL like goes that way, but I don't know. I think they they like their old school style of doing it. Yeah. So. Yeah, it'd be interesting to see. I hope we do see it. Um, but uh, word for the Patriots game uh, next week: Damian Harris gets injured in this game. Uh, he will not play to, uh, tonight. Well, when this airs, it'll be tonight. Uh, Thursday night football against the Bills. Damian Harris will not be there. Uh, so start up Ramondre Stevenson in fantasy. Like he's going to be the guy for uh, New England as at running back. So hopefully, I mean, Bills' run defense is pretty good. I mean, they did give up a rushing touchdown to Jamal Williams still. So hopefully, we see a lot of Ramondre Stevenson in that game. But that's a little mm-hmm. off topic. Um, next one, Dolphins Texans thirty fifteen. Yeah, I mean, pe- kind of what people expected. Kyle Allen started this game for the Texans, something people didn't maybe expect uh, before that. Uh, I really thought Davis Mills was their guy, um, but I guess they wanted to try something new with Kyle Allen. Mm-hmm. Um, but and then the Dolphins obviously do what the Dolphins do. I yeah, just play good football. Play yeah, good football. Man. I mean, they scored all their points in the first half. Nothing um, really I don't know say. if they just quit trying in the second half. Uh, they put they put their backups in. Seconds in, yeah. They put their backups in. in like the end of the third, maybe. Because I saw two O's out. Yeah, Skylar Thompson came in, had five uh, passing attempts and six carries. Uh, so, oh gosh, they have jeff wilson jr as jeffrey wilson here on the stat line (laughs) oh that's weird to see jeffrey wilson um but yeah the running backs were questionable at this in this game obviously raheem mostert was out uh jeff wilson left for a little while with an injury uh would end up returning so he's somebody to watch um for this game coming up this week for the dolphins who play the san francisco 49ers jeff wilson jr's former team Raheem mm. Mostert's former team, mm. head coach Mike McDaniel's former team. Mm. So it'll be interesting uh, to see how this matchup goes. I think it'll be a fun one. It's a revenge um, but, game yeah, for someone. A little bit of a revenge game or something like that. But uh, not much else to talk about with Dolphins, Texans. Bengals-Titans, 2016 in favor of the Bengals. Mm-hmm. Um, Very close I mean, game. obviously, these, these guys are going to play close, these two AFC uh, teams, they see they saw each other. In, did they see each other in the playoffs? Uh, yeah, because the Bengals knocked them out. Yeah, the first round, didn't they? Because they yeah, had the bye. Gosh, maybe I'm misremembering. I don't know. I don't. I don't, so. I don't remember their playoff run. Yeah, but I mean, some people have already said lock it in for the Bengals to win uh, the Super Bowl this year because they're starting to be on the same path they were last year. Get a win out of the bye week, go seven and four. If they start to win out. Then they make the turn because like it's every they get Jamar Chase back next week because he wasn't in this game because he was hurt. Mm. Like everything's aligning to be almost the exact same as last year's run with the Bengals, and so people are already saying, "Oh, put your bets on the Bengals win the Super Bowl this year." But I don't know. I think this AFC might might end up a little 
different this year. Yeah, I, don't, I, don't I don't know about that. Yeah. I don't know. It might be a little like shock. It might be like a team out of nowhere come out. I think the Dolphins have a really good chance. Dolphins? I think Dolphins the Chargers have a really good chance. Chargers, if they can really get a, uh, their they gotta get players a back, they get their players back, I feel like they have a good chance. Hopefully. And then other than I mean, that, let me I'd see. I'd like to see a Niner, Niners-Chargers Super Bowl. I would like to see that too. That would be a great game to go to. I would love cool. to go to that. In Arizona? Oh, that would be amazing. Sheesh. Sheesh. Yeah. Pod- I mean, podcast from the Super Bowl. <laughs> yeah, I cannot afford a Super Bowl ticket. We would not. I cannot no. afford a Super Bowl ticket. Yes. I barely afforded the ticket for this game. Are you kidding me? <laughs> I'm struggling as a college kid. Come on. Can't afford a Super Bowl ticket. Um, yeah, then they're I, – I, that would be a lot of fun. A Chargers-Niners Super Bowl would be a lot, a lot of fun, um, especially since the Niners have not given up any points in the second half in the last four games. Just saying. Huge. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyways – I digress. Move on to the horrible, I don't know, even crap bowl. Is that like, can I call it that? Like, yeah. Broncos, Panthers, tw- Panthers win 23 to 10. They're Broncos saying Russell Wilson has lost the locker room. Lost half the team. His his D tackle, uh, I don't know. His Yelled name. at him. Yeah, was yelling at him. They were going. Yeah. yeah. It's, they were Let saying. Make jokes. Only half saying, the team came to his birthday. Yeah, Sierra like, had a birthday party. Half the team came. It was crazy. He lost the team. That's what they're saying. With them. Uh, I think it was Jacob Martin was the D lineman, I believe, yeah. is who it was that yelled at him on the sideline. Yeah. Um, I mean, this is just a historically bad offense. It's it's bad. Yeah. It's, it's awful. It's about to be the worst points per game since 2000, I think. So, and they traded all that money for Russell Wilson. Yeah. Traded all that stuff away to get Russell Wilson, and they have the lowest scoring offense in the league. Yeah, just Russell's not it. We know it. Who would have thought losing Tim Patrick would have shut this entire offense down? <laughs> That's crazy. Um, Bears, Jets. Jets. Mike White is him. Uh, <laughs> that's basically the takeaway from this. He has three of – all three of the New York Jets is 300-plus passing yard games in the la- – well, not – yeah, 300 passing yards. Yeah, games in the last five years. There's been three of them. They're all Mike White. Um, so, yeah. And have you, I, I think it, Zach Wilson's time is over. It's the Mike White show. I, I think it's pretty clear. Uh, <laughs> just from the look of it. Uh, interesting things for this one was James Robinson was a healthy scratch in this game. And then Michael Carter gets injured. And so it comes to the backups, Ty Johnson and the rookie Zonovan Knight uh, to take over for the Jets rushing game. Mm. So kind of, kind of crazy. <laughs> um, did not expect that to happen. I was really mad because I had Michael Carter on my fantasy team, and you never really like mm-hmm. to see people injured at um, all. But the Jets, yeah, win thirty-one to ten over the Bears. The Bears looking at a top five draft pick right now. <laughs> I mean, hey, hey, might you as get well. a receiver. Might as well get yeah. someone else. That's what I'm yeah. saying. Get a receiver. Yes. Shoot, that's what you could do. Get an old lineman, Marvin Harrison Jr. Is he declaring this year? Or has he got one nah, more year? No, I think you have to play at least three. I think Harrison's got one more year, but Smith and the Jigba, I think, is mm-hmm. declaring. Should. I mean, sure. in theory, should. Right. Um, Yeah, something to look for for the Bears. Smith and Jigba, very good. Mm-hmm. Next one, Falcons Commanders. 
Again, another crap one. Commanders 19 to 13 over the Falcons. An overtime game. Browns, Buccaneers. The Browns actually win it in OT. Jacoby Brissett's final start, and they win an overtime game over Tom Brady. Mind you, Jacoby Brissett was once Tom, once Tom Brady's backup on the Patriots. He was the <laughs> he third up, stringer, actually. Ends behind up Jimmy him. Garoppolo and Tom Brady. Crazy. He ends up beating him. Thanks to Nick yeah. Chubb. In overtime. In OT. And now Jacoby Brissett's time in Cleveland may be over as a starter, as Deshaun Watson was most likely to play this Sunday against the Texans. Um, his first start of the season since being traded. Um, we'll see how that goes. I, I I would assume they rely heavily on Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt. That's just me. I don't think they make Deshaun throw very often, and especially not design run very often, <laughs> in theory, I would think. But who knows what Kevin Stefanski's cooking up. You can only speculate at this point. Yeah. Um, and then one that is highly contested, Jaguars-Ravens. Jaguars wins 28 to 27. Lavelle was that last touchdown by the Jaguars a touchdown? It was I I'm trying to remember what was it a touchdown? What was what was the touchdown? Cuz I saw I, it. It was Marvin Jones over Marcus oh, Okay, okay. Oh, over Marcus Peters. I think it um, I think it was a touchdown. You think it was? I think it was. I like it. I don't I like think it. it was. I'm I'm on the other side of that. We've been opposite I, on both these touchdowns. I, I think he caught caught the ball and had two feet in. That's what I was like. That's what it looked like to me. Rizzo was showing it. How they were showing it. It looked like he, he got He never it. got his other foot down, though. It was going off his knee because his left foot was literally in the crotch of Mason Peter, Marcus Peters. And then his other one was on the ground, and then his knee comes down. And it looked pretty clearly to me that his knee came down out of bounds. It we, as a consensus all in the room, myself, B-Pat, I, Isaiah, it might have been Zoe. I think it was me, B-Pat, and Zoe were all watching it. And we're like, oh, yeah, he's definitely out of bounds. And I, and I quote, said, if this is a touchdown, the refs don't want to see the Ravens win. <laughs> and not more than 30 seconds later, the call stands. And it's like, what? Well, you could say, you could say he got the foot in. And then he got his shin went in before his knee touched out of bounds. Because they do count the shin. They do count your shin sometimes. So whatever body part touches first, it's so close, though. Like, that's why it was like half shin in, half shin out. Yeah, so if it comes down first, that's why I'm thinking they counting. Like, that's the only reason because he did not get his other foot down. I, I remember he did not. Yeah, but that foot was wide up in the air. I because I remember they were calling like, "Is his knee down?" I was like, "Yeah, it looks like it was down." Knee. I'm like, "Ah, yeah." It was but wild. It's very close, and the Ravens still had a chance. Justin Tucker, Ooh, sixty-seven Justin yards. Tucker. I and was he like, oh, "He almost made it." I was like, he he didn't, "I didn't he think he had enough leg. He didn't have enough. He didn't, leg. he didn't have enough leg." I was like, "Damn!" But that thing was down the middle still. Yeah, he was almost. And he hit a sixty. Four sixty-five yarder in pre-practice in pregame. He had a sixty-plus yarder in pregame. So like he, they're like, screw it, we're going for it. Out of timeouts, we got, we have to let him go for it. They and almost had it. It was a it was a great kick. Almost had it. It would have been good from sixty-three. 
at least. Eh, yeah. I think it would have been good for 63. Might, might have been, been good, good for 64, might, 65 off the crossbar. I'm not even good for 65. Like, 65 off the crossbar. Literally. That'd be the most. It, it'd have to bounce in off the crossbar at 65. But still, right down the middle, like, he just didn't have the, enough leg on him. And that was the only thing. It wasn't aiming. It wasn't accuracy. It yeah. was leg strength. So he and that's what blew squats, my mind. Yeah. More squats, more leg lifts. He's going to get that leg because he's my kick 70. I ain't going to lie. If he if he was almost that close, I was like, dang, how far can he kick? I was wondering, like, where are they going to get to? Hear me out. We get Justin Tucker. After he retires, we do a quick week of steroids and see how far he can boot that thing. <laughs> for science. For science, obviously. Just for yeah. science. For science, we got to see science, our, sports science, yeah. sports science. This is our sports science. We want to see peak human capability, so we will pump them full of steroids and see what they can do. Um, I always love that conversation about that. Like, you know, professional sports is about to be the supposed to be the highlight, the peak of human uh, physicality. But if we're not giving them steroids and stuff, how are we at the peak? <laughs> and I'm just like, oh, my God. Like, yeah. yes, that would be insane to see. Just because based on people without steroids and, like, how massive they are and how – like, even looking at track runners. Like, track runners, uh, field events for track and field, football, baseball. Like, imagine how good these guys are dr- steroid-free, like, drug-free, whatever. Um, enhancement drug-free. Just, like, all this enhancement-free. Imagine we put them on that stuff. Like, is Aaron Judge hitting a home run with every ball he connects on? He, he is, probably would. Are we seeing long jumpers get over the pit now, and we have to <laughs> extend the sand pits? Like, does Justin Tucker hit it from 80 yards out? Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> like, the question is like, for science. For science, people. <laughs> you making the strong have to stronger is crazy. Yeah. Um, but that's that's my rambling uh, for the day. Put steroids in kickers after they retire. See how far they can boot it. <laughs> and punters. And punters. See, put it in a punter too. See how far you can boot it then. Yep. Hundred yard punt. Sheesh. That'd be cool to see at least once. Um, another overtime game as we finally move for on. Real. A bit. Raiders Seahawks. Uh, Josh Jacobs. What in Carried. the world, dude? Carried. Oh my God! Put the team on his back. Three hundred. Oh, not three hundred. Three hundred total yards. For Josh Jacobs, had 229 on the ground, had 74 through the air uh, receiving, two touchdowns on the ground, including the walk-off winner for 84 r- yards. Like, come on, Seattle! Sheesh. Like, I thought this was going to be all Seattle uh, after they pick off Derek Carr on the first play, and then on the second play, their first, Kenneth Walker rushes for a touchdown. Yeah. Oh, it's it was- been two plays, and Seattle's already up seven zero. Yeah, I thought, I thought it was a blowout. But Raiders fought. They're looking. They're not looking bad. It's just Derek Carr getting better. Quest, questionable reads. Like Josh Jacobs does end up bailing them out in some games, but some games he can't do it. He can't do all this. Like he has the same amount of receiving yards as Devontae Adams, and it's kind of crazy. One less reception. Uh, yeah. I don't know. Still look good though. Still looking good though. That's what I'm saying. The Raiders. I don't know. The Seahawks will figure it out. I, the Seahawks are a better team than people give them credit for, I feel like, still. Yeah. I mean, Kenneth Walker, two touchdowns. Geno Smith, two passing touchdowns. Like, we'll take it. We'll take it. We'll take it. We'll take it. 
just unable to beat the rushing game of Josh Jacobs. But it does give the Niners a nice seat atop the NFC West because they get a 13-0 win over the Saints. Sorry, mm-hmm. Zoe. He really hated watching that game. Uh, we watched that one together as the Saints get shut out for the four. Uh, I don't remember how many times. For the first time since 2001, the mm-hmm. 2001 season. And you know who shut them out in 2001, Lavo? The Niners? The Niners did. <laughs> you know who shut them out the two times before that as well? The Niners? The Niners did. So the last four shutouts for the Saints, the Niners have done it. The Niners have been the last four times to shut out the Saints. And those are the only times they've been shut out since like 1960. I don't know. I don't remember when the first one was. Second one was like 1990-something. The third one was 2001. And then the fourth one was obviously this week. Um, and it got close. There was They could have scored a lot. Mm. They, they had, had so many chances. Five. Five. Yeah, I, I saw – I saw them like in the red zone like five times with no points, and I'm like, "What is happening?" Yeah, and it was yeah. missed field goal, touch, uh, fumble by Alvin Kamara, mm-hmm. turnover on downs, mm-hmm. interception by Andy Dalton, and turnover on downs. Uh. So, yeah. Oh wait, no, it wasn't an interception by Andy Dalton. Was it by Taysom? Maybe it was by Taysom. No, Taysom didn't have a pick either. Mm. So it was a fumble. It might have been another fumble. Might have been been another another fumble, maybe. Maybe it was just a turnover. It was three turnovers on downs. I saw um, Hafuga. That's the one on on, uh, Alvin Kamara. That's the one I mentioned because I know that one for sure. So what happened with it? We had the two turnovers. There was two turnover on downs and a missed field goal for sure. Um, nobody had any interceptions, so maybe it was a fumble. But, yeah. So, either way, I'm pretty sure it was at at least four chances to score, and three of them were in the second half, mind you, as the 49ers have now shut out, outscored teams 57-0 to in the second quarter, in the second half, in the last four games. Including Chargers. Including the Chargers. Um, was that where it started? No. Yeah. Huh? Was it? No. I think that was the second game. Yeah. That was the second game of it. But, yeah, so huge win for the Niners. Now sit atop the NFC West. Um, speaking of NFC West, the Rams suck. They're bad. Chiefs <laughs> beat them 26-10. to 10. It's out. horrendous. And we talked about this before the podcast. I wanted to bring it up. These are the Rams players that are not playing this Sunday against division rival the Seahawks. Quarterback Matthew Stafford. D-tackle Aaron Donald. Wide receiver Cooper Cup. Wide receiver Allen Robinson, left tackle Joseph Noteboom, D tackle Sean Robinson. So all major stars. Um, and you want to see these paychecks uh, for these guys? Stafford forty million a year, Donald thirty one point six million a year, Cup twenty six point seven million a year, Allen Robinson fifteen point five million a year, Noteboom thirteen point three million a year, Robinson eight point five million a year. So that's a lot of money sitting on the IR right now for the Rams. Yeah. About to face a division rival and possibly take the last spot in the division. After winning the Super Bowl last year. Yeah, they're not looking good. Injuries. Nope. Injuries have been awful for them. Mm-hmm. Um, speaking of injuries, we'll move on to our next game because I'm trying to get through these quick so people can like, oh, we want to hear college football because college football is really interesting right now. It is. You're right. You're not wrong. I agree. 
But Eagles, 40-33 to over the Packers. Surprisingly close game, but the rushing game was insane by the Eagles. Jalen Hurts, over 100-plus rushing yards in the first quarter, had 157 on the night, 153 passing yards with two touchdowns. Miles Sanders, 143 rushing yards, two touchdowns. The two backups, Gainwell and Scott, combined for over 50 in a touchdown. So that's all they had to do was just run the ball. And then Aaron Rodgers, that's where the injury part comes in, gets hurt. Oblique injury in thumb is uh, what it's believed to be. Jordan Love comes in late in that game. Six for nine, 113 yards, a touchdown, a 63-yard catch and run by Christian Watson uh, towards the end of the game. Saved his fantasy outlook. Um, as well, unfortunately, because I had him as a, oh, unless he gets a touchdown, he's not really going to be worth it, and it's the Eagles, so do with that as what you will. What does he do? Gets a late touchdown. Um, I believe that was third quarter. No, it was fourth quarter with nine minutes remaining. Um, 63-yard catch and run. So put them behind. Again, put, only put them down by a score, 37-30, to 30, and then the field goal came in, 40-30, 216 left to go. Not much you can do there. So, unfortunately for the Packers, they fall to 4-8. But there is some light there. There is some light uh, with some of those guys on that roster. And then Steelers-Colts. Colts had a chance to win it. Jeff Saturday doesn't know how to use his timeouts, I don't think. Uh, I think nah. he might have forgotten he had them. So, he the Steelers win. Again, 24-17. The Colts, they had it. A nice run by Matt Ryan and then just... No timeout. Nothing. No clack, 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 and nothing. nothing. <laughs> yeah, I took them forever, so I'm not not sure what they were thinking, but not good for the Colts. Uh, major games next week, uh, this coming week, I should say. Again, like I said, Browns-Texans, that'll be good. Dolphins-Niners, Chargers-Raiders, Saints-Bucks, Chiefs-Bengals. That's about it. Titans-Eagles. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Yeah, some interesting games on the slate for next week, but we'll get to what a lot of people want to talk about, and that is college football. And I think the rankings might have finally made themselves right, Lavelle. Mm-hmm. I like the college football playoff rankings now. Georgia, Michigan, TCU, USC, one through four right there. Ohio State and Alabama, five and six. Now you could argue Tennessee should be six instead of seven over Alabama because they beat Alabama. Mm-hmm. Head to head, and they have the same record, but I'm not on the committee. That's not my decision to make, folks. I'm sorry, <laughs> but I will say, R.I.P. the Hawkeyes. They choke one to Nebraska because injuries. The Cooper DeGene gets hurt on the first offensive drive for Nebraska. He is our star cornerback, and then the backups gave up three touchdowns in like 200 mm-hmm. yards just by themselves against an LSU transfer. And so just not not ideal. It sucked. <laughs> and now Purdue is in the Big Ten championship game against Michigan because Michigan won the game. The Mitch Michigan Ohio. won the game yeah. over Ohio State. Blew them out in the second game. half. Unbelievable. 21 points in the fourth quarter for Michigan. Like it was a close game. It was what, 20 to 17. They were yeah. losing at halftime. It was just crazy. And then Ohio State's only able to score a field goal. In the second half, people were calling for Coach Day's head after this game. Like, oh, he's done. Get him out. We don't want him anymore. Crazy. 
Back-to-back wins in the game for Michigan. Last time Coach Harbaugh got a win here in the shoe, in the game, he was the quarterback at Michigan. <laughs> That's the last time he got a win in Mich- as Michigan in the shoe. So huge full circle moment for K- Coach Harbaugh. And, I mean, Michigan Wolverines go to the Big Ten Championship. Yeah. They're the number two team with a standout win. To put them there as well. Number two ranked team. Great yeah. game. I only watched the first half, and it was a great game. Like I only watched the first half, too. And I, I wish I would have watched the second half. Yeah, but I was pissed. I, oh, my gosh. It, oh, it was a great the first game. half was so good. Just because the long touchdowns that Ohio State gave up, two in the second quarter, both to Cornelius Johnson, 69-yarder and a 75-yarder. Like, huge plays. First one's a bunch of broken tackles on an out route, and he takes it for 69 yards to the house. And then I don't remember how what happened on the 75-yarder. But again, 75 yards and then 45-yard touchdown pass, 75-yard touchdown run by Donovan Edwards. He's like, you know what? I'm not done. 85-yard touchdown run to end the fourth quarter to put them up 45-23. So I don't know, I don't know what happened to the defense of Ohio State or the offense. Yeah. At least Marvin was... Harrison got his work, the 42-yard touchdown pass. So he got what he got needed. Yeah. It was just defense was looking good first half. It was just second half on yeah. Couldn't stop the run no more. Couldn't tackle. They got on their man demands and then, oh, no, he broke a tackle. Oh, there's nobody to help us. This is going to be a touchdown. Like, they missed their one-on-one tackles, and that really killed them. You saw it, like, those two, the first Cornelius Johnson touchdown. It was missed tackle, and it was like, you have no safety help. Like, this is a touchdown. There's no no one's going to catch him. You're, you're screwed if you miss this one-on-one. So, uh, unfortunately for Ohio State, they drop out of playoffs down to the five spot. Um, like I said, Alabama six, Tennessee seven, Penn State eight, Clemson nine, Kansas State ten. Um, there have been some great jokes coming out of uh, a lot of this. Um, I saw the old the clip from Talladega Nights where they do the shake and bake one last time at the end of the movie, and it's Tennessee hurtling USC into the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was really funny to watch. But USC has been fun to watch in general this season. Like they have been a lot of fun to watch. Yeah, I mean, I watched that. UCLA, I go back to that UCLA game. That US UCLA game was so much fun to watch. So much fun. Caleb they played Cal this week. No, oh, that's that was UCLA. Never mind. USC. Who'd they play this week? Notre Dame. They played Notre Dame this week. Thirty-eight twenty-seven win for them. Caleb Williams had five-yard touchdown run, touchdown pass. Another touchdown run, and another touchdown run. He had three touchdown runs, all within twenty yards. Five yard, a three yard, and sixteen yard. But still, yeah, like Caleb just... Williams, Heisman, right? Yeah, Heisman I think for he's sure. The unanimous Heisman right now, right? Unanimous he's right now. Be. Especially if they start, they make the playoff and first time, like USC oh, gonna wild. go crazy. It's yeah. definitely the first time in a while they've been. Well, for, yeah, first time in this format. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. What am I saying? Yeah. So. I mean, what other games? I mean, this was rivalry week, so we had some great games. TCU just whooped Iowa State, mm-hmm. expected. UTSA beat UTEP, comeback win, unfortunately. Yeah. I know Fossil, man. He was. They were up 
too. They were at halftime. It was 24-14. Oh, no, hmm. they didn't. They were up uh, 24-0 in the Jeez. second quarter. And then two touchdowns, uh, 65-yard touchdown pass, and a 73-yard pick six to put it up 24-14. UTEP scores after half, 31-14, and then it's all UTSA. Touchdown, field goal, touchdown, field goal to win. So unfortunate, unfortunate yeah, loss for our UTEP team. We got um, some upsets. Oregon State upset Oregon. Oregon, yeah. 38-34. Four, crazy. Never doubt the Beavers, dude. Never yeah. doubt the Beavers. We got uh, South Carolina upset in Clemson. Yep. Another upset against a top rank, top 10 ranked team for South Carolina. Back-to-back weeks. First yeah. Tennessee, then Clemson. Spencer Rattler looking good, huh? And At now the he's in the, the transfer season? portal. Uh, he is? Yep. Again? Rumor has he's going to Nebraska. Oh, my gosh. To be with Matt Rule, who's been hired as their head coach, who hired his former offensive coordinator to be his offensive coordinator. And now I'm scared for the Hawkeyes. Oh, my gosh. Because Wisconsin also hired Cincinnati's old head coach to be their head coach now. Um, And he's probably going to bring some recruits with him. So not good. Not not great. (laughs) We better get somebody. People think we're going to get McNamara from Michigan, the backup. Former starter, now backup. I mm. uh, think think he'll come to Iowa. No, I hope. I we need something. <laughs> we need something. And then uh, another one. NC State NC beat. State, yeah. Yep. North Carolina. Oh, it's a sad day. Sad. It was a sad day in for OT. North Carolina. Yeah. Sad basketball day for loss. Basketball loss to Alabama and OT. In four overtimes, I think it was four overtimes, and then yeah, it was just crazy. Oh, so sad. So yep. sad. Anyone Tulane else? Got out over Cincinnati 27-24. Mississippi State barely beats Ole Miss 24-22. Um, no one else was really upset. There was yeah, that's really it. Ones kind of, Texas A&M beat LSU. There's another upset. Mm. Uh, I mean, Texas A&M, LSU, what is going on? They were doing so well. Yeah. And then they've just kind of fallen off. Is not bad. And then there was the video of the one LSU fan in the giant crowd of Texas A&M. And he's just standing there shaking his head at the camera like, I know. I don't know what, what's happening either. This sucks. And he made it his profile picture, too. The guy made it his profile picture. So he owns it. He owns it. He was the only LSU guy in that big fan, big crowd of Texas A&M fans. He's like, I'll own it. I was there. That was me. <laughs> it was not good. I did not enjoy it. I did not have a good time <laughs> whatsoever. Um, but, yeah, those are our main ones. Penn State over Michigan State, not an upset, uh, 35-16. But, some good games. Florida State beats Florida 45-38. to A huge win for Florida State, um, especially as uh, Jordan, Tra- Jordan Travis is the quarterback, right? I'm not crazy, am I? For... Jordan Travis for Florida State. Mm-hmm. Put up some Heisman numbers. Uh, he's not in talks for the Heisman because obviously everyone else has been really, really good too. They're, Florida State's 9-3, and three, but... The last time somebody put up these numbers at Florida State, a.k.a. Jameis, they won the Heisman. So just putting that out there. He is putting up Heisman numbers, just not enough for this year's Heisman. Uh, But, yeah, I mean, we'll see how these teams play out. Next week is championship week. Um, So Utah versus USC, Kansas State versus TCU, Georgia versus LSU. 
Purdue versus Michigan. Clemson now, versus UNC. Clemson versus UNC. UCF, Tulane, North mm-hmm. Texas, UTSA. But the main thing is here, this is what's bringing some controversy to the college football playoffs. Say USC gets upset by Utah because Utah likes to play spoiler. Utah is mm. a good football team, and they will come to town, and they are not afraid to spoil. Kansas State could spoil TCU. Heck, Purdue. Their head coach is 3-0 against top three-ranked opponents. Mm. They play number two-ranked Michigan in the Big Ten Championship. If either of these teams get upset, does that mean they just they're just going to be like, oh, Oh, look, Ohio State. They didn't play in the Big Ten Championship game. They're 11-1 and still. Oh, by USC, it's going to be Michigan, TCU, Ohio State. Or TCU loses. Maybe they're like, oh, 11-1 TCU. Yeah, they're in the Big 12. We don't really care. USC, Ohio State, you guys are in. Because USC maybe 12-1. and one. Oh, they're going to get the votes over TCU. Maybe they're like, oh, Ohio State only has one loss. And if TCU and USC lose, do they put Bama in? Mm. Do they just make an excuse to put Bama in? And if all three lose, Michigan, TCU, USC, you know what? Ohio State can go in. Alabama can go in. By TCU and USC. Michigan, you're now a four seed. Like, people are thinking about this. Like, is this bad for college football? Like, is playing in the championship game a detriment to your chances in the playoffs? Mm, I don't know. It could be. I think it could be for every team but Georgia. And is TCU undefeated? TCU Georgia gets upset. Oh, yikes. Georgia and TCU, I think. Oh, I don't know. I would say for the undefeated teams. Because if USC loses, I think they're out. You think so? Yeah. And then I think the undefeated teams have a chance. It's just, I don't know. Brings my question. Ohio State doesn't have to play in a championship game. They're getting a bye week, basically. And USC plays in their championship game, and they get upset by Utah? Oh, look. Fresh legs Ohio State's here, guys. They had a bye week while you guys all played a game. Hopefully no one of your star players got injured, because now they're the fourth seed. Yeah. I don't know. It's just going to have to wait and see. That's what I'm saying. Like, college football committee, I don't, you that's never why, know what they do. You never know what they're thinking, huh? That's why we want the. That's why we asked for the analysis. It's like, well, crap. Do you think they'd actually do that if, if USC goes to eleven and two? Are they gonna be like, oh, Ohio State's eleven and one. Put them back in. Put them back in. Put them back in. Or something yeah. like that. Like, like, can you? Why would they want to play in a championship game if it's gonna ruin their chance at the playoffs? Like, it's, it's a big deal. I'll let yeah. people think, uh, what they want on that point. Um. But we will move on to our wonderful fantasy football as Lavelle is defeated in the Yahoo League by yours truly this week. Yeah. Um, so it was bad. I, I don't I think Tyreek got injured. Some people just didn't perform. Yeah, my team's Aaron Rodgers got injured. Yeah, yeah 121 to 90. Mm. That was the final score. I mean, yeah, Devontae Smith had nine. Juwan Johnson had zero. I mean, that's never ideal. Kareem Hunt, three for you. I mean, not great. Not 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 ideal. <laughs> not what you yeah, want. It's not good. Not good at all. Um, I have clinched the playoffs in my one of my dynasty leagues. The one I am the number one seed, so I'm the only one to clinch. Um, but I might lose this week, and it's scary because I'm playing the number three seed. 
and it's a two-point difference in our projections right now in, in my favor, but uh, that's because Cortland Sutton's only projected 9.5, which is very surprising. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, I his defense is projected better. His kicker's projected better. His flex spots are projected both better than mine. His tight end is increasingly better. Mark Andrews versus Cole Komet. Um, my receivers are better. Our running backs are about even. And then our quarterbacks are about even. So, yeah, I'm scared. Uh, I want to I move to 10 and 3. I'd rather not be 9 and 4 and let people close the gap on me um, rankings-wise. I mean, not that it affects because I've clinched playoffs, but it makes me feel a lot more comfortable. Yeah, um, I got you. Just because I also have the least points allowed against me in fantasy. I have the most points scored, so I get blowout wins. But the fact is I get blowout wins. I'm not winning close. Yeah. Um. So that's what scares me the most uh, in this one because people are – Two games back at this point. Uh, second seed is two games back, and so is third. third. Two through four are all two games back on me. So I'd rather not give up my first round buy. Um, I'd really like to keep that as the top two get buys. So I, I'd really like to keep that buy. So that's why that's why we're nervous here, folks. Um, my other one, trying to think, other dynasty, not great. Lose another, another close one because my I don't know how to manage my team. My bench goes crazy. My starters just do crappy uh, due to injuries and what's what's not and just not performing well. Um, we'll see if I can upset the number four seed this week. It's looking possible because he has DeAndre Hopkins in who's on a bye, but hopefully he doesn't know that. Um, but <laughs> I've lost those matchups before. I've I've lost two matchups in the last couple day weeks that someone forgot to put a player in, like a flex player, and they still won. They still beat me handedly. Yeah, and so, I lost like that too. It, it's scary. Um, every other league, I'm basically not even sniffing playoffs. My home league, I'm the second to worst, tied for second to worst team at 5-7. and seven. Um, The only person worse than me is 1-11, but I, I'm pretty sure they don't set their lineups. So <laughs> I'm basically tied for last in people who set their lineups. Um, just injuries have been unfortunate. I played B-Pat this week. Uh, he'll probably destroy me. So that'll happen. And my final one, I think I'm projected for an upset. I believe. I am, but it's the guy who's ranked right above me. Uh, so it's the six versus the five seed. I'm the six. Um, so we're very close. So that really doesn't do much for me in fantasy. So I have one team to look out for here, folks. Uh, that's really it. Everything else is kind of down the drain um, and just trying to kick and crawl and have any sort of hope um, that mm-hmm. people just go on losing streaks at this point. But other than that, there's not much for my fantasy. Um, we can my art, my columns already out. So in the podcast retweeted, so you should have already seen the column by now, but if you haven't, I we'll will give, yeah, check it out and I will give a little, Teaser for a couple of players. Um, never mind. That's the wrong. That's the wrong week. Might want to get the right one going here. Oh, not that one. Oh my gosh, I'm already losing which one it was. There it is. All right. So for Lavelle, 
We've got wide receiver Keenan Allen looking to overperform this week. Mm-hmm. Even though he's only played four games, he's played two straight now, has been the number one guy for Herbert, at least five receptions over four and over 40-plus yards in both games. Got a touchdown during the shootout with the Cardinals. Now he faces the Raiders, who are just in a shootout as well. So, I mean, both not trying to get in. They really don't want those close games again. And the Raiders just gave up 15 and 20 points to Tyler Lockett and DK Metcalf, respectively. Lockett had a touchdown. And if you guys can focus on your run game, and so they focus on stopping Austin Eckler, should open it up for Keenan Allen. So it okay. just depends on getting the run game going. And I know Lavelle don't, doesn't think they will, but hopefully. Hopefully. He's been saying for weeks that they'll figure out getting the ball to uh, Austin Eckler in the run game. Um, Lavelle, have they done that yet? No, they have not. They have not figured it out. So I'm just waiting for it. One of these times. Maybe the division rivals what they need. So, And then we'll just go with my team because my team's also featured in the column this week. Mm-hmm. Christian McCaffrey to underperform um, as he's been dealing with some knee problems following the Saints game. He hasn't had 40 rushing yards in a game since the tr- hat trick he got against the Rams in week eight. So he's going to have to rely on the passing game unless they really focus in on him running. But they play uh, against the Dolphins this week. They give up an average amount of fantasy points to running backs. But they ha- they've they allowed less than 100 total rushing yards in the last two games combined. Mm-hmm. So they've played two games. And teams haven't rushed for 100 yards together. Together haven't rushed for 100 yards. So... Good run defense for the Dolphins. Knee problems as well. Hasn't rushed for over 40 yards since week 8. Hasn't even reached 40 yards since week 8. So you're hoping for a receiving touchdown at this point, really. Or a short yardage touchdown. So, But with Elijah Mitchell most likely out with an MCL sprain, we'll see a lot of Jordan Mason. So maybe we will see a lot more of McCaffrey running the ball. But again, the run defense comes into play in his knee problems. So... Something to look out for for that. Anything else you would like to add here, Lavelle? Mm-mm, nope. Nothing? Summed All it right. up. All right. We'll end the early afternoon podcast with daylight still out. The daylight is still here. It hasn't affected us. The sun hasn't gone down yet. It'll go down in like 45 minutes, probably at like 4.50. So mm. that's just usually how it goes anymore in Iowa. But with that uh, – We'll see you next week. I I don't know how to end this. I I was going to say something, but yeah, (laughs) bye-bye.